You're now listening to the SPLX Podcast. Every week, we'll have the latest news and interviews with SPLX athletes and special guests. This is the SPLX Podcast. And now your host, Brian Fritz, with the latest. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the SPLX Podcast. I am your host, Brian Fritz, coming up here on the podcast, an interview with Dave Mastiff. But first, let's get to the weekend news. Rey Mysterio's opponents have been announced for his in-ring New Japan Pro Wrestling debut at Dominion this Saturday in Osaka, Japan. Rey will team up with Jushin Thunder Liger and Hiroshi Tanahashi as they take on Cody, Marty Skrull, and Adam Page. Mysterio said about the match and being at New Japan, quote, I've been waiting for the opportunity for many years. I'm ready for New Japan Dominion. Now, speaking of New Japan, Jeff Cobb will make his return to the company as part of their big event coming up in Daytona Beach, Florida, later on this month. Dave Mastis' opponent for the WWE UK Championship Tournament will be Kenny Williams from Scotland. The first round matchup will take place as a part of the NXT Download Festival. And Helico will face Chris Brooks of CCK this Sunday for Progress in Sheffield. He'll also will fly to Australia for BCW in Adelaide, Australia, where he will go up against Nick Berry and Mitch Waterman in a triple threat match. Now, speaking of Australia, Zack Sabre Jr. will be returning down under for the World Series Wrestling, making stops in Melbourne for two nights in Adelaide and Sydney. Those will be taking place on June 22nd through the 25th. Be on the lookout as we're currently designing our new range release at suplexapparel.com. Now keep your eyes on our social media accounts for more news, as well as here on the podcast. You can check out the site at suplexapparel.com. And of course, you can follow us on social media as well on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Suplex Wrestling. Speaking of Twitter, make sure you're following the SPLX athletes there. That includes Angelico. You can follow him. It's at Angelico AAA. And Helico AAA. And also make sure you're following Dave Mastiff there. It's at Dave Mastiff. Now, some members of Team Suplex have been in Barcelona this week working on a big upcoming project. So be on the lookout for that as well. That will do it for this week's news. Let's get to our guest this week, which is WWE UK Championship Tournament contender, Dave Mastiff. I started strength, well, strongman training at uh, the start of 2015. Uh, maybe maybe the back end of 2014, around that kind of time. Uh, I'd always trained in the gym from about the age of 17. And I'd tried all kinds of training. And going back to when I first started in the gym regularly, it was a case of going in there with little knowledge and just trying things that we were, you know I was being told by the older guys in the gym, guys who'd got 20 years training experience, guys who had been there, done that, you know, got the T-shirt, so to speak. Uh, so, and going in there, the only goal that I really had was to get bigger and get stronger. You know, gain more muscle, uh, and my knowledge built on from that, obviously. And until 2015, I never really thought about giving full strength training in terms of strongman powerlifting uh, a complete and full go. Uh, it was a stark contrast in terms of the training I've done beforehand and strongman training. The big, big thing that I found was the stress on the central nervous system that it has. Um, the, the recovery from workouts is much tougher because you do feel as though you're pushing your body to its physical limit every single time you train, 
every time you you train and have a session you're pushing your body to be stronger than the last session you may not be doing the same lifts so you may not be squatting you may be deadlifting or you may be doing a, a log press or something but every time you're trying to progress to get to a final destination almost of being the strongest you've possibly been ever um, and it was really the difference in pushing yourself to that absolute maximum every session compared with when you previously I'd, when I'd been training before you always hold that 5% back because you always want to get a few extra reps get your sets in but you know you want to train again the next day and and also I would say that the difference in movements you you know you go into the gym as a as an average kind of gym goer and you will maybe do a back session so you'll do a little bit of lat pull down or some chin ups a um, little bit of row low row maybe followed by a little bit of bicep something along those lines they're all very isolated exercises so you're doing a, a strict lat pull down where you sat down not really engaging your legs engaging your core now when you transfer that to doing something like a deadlift now you're going in from isolating a muscle to using a compound movement which hits the the back heavily including your upper traps your lower back as well it engages all your core muscles in your midsection and you have to use lots of leg drive as well so it's catching your legs secondary puts a lot of strain on the hamstrings per se as well so the the movements that you do in strongman and powerlifting they take up so much more of the body's reserves all over it's a whole body kind of movement really when you you made the transition from regular weight training to strongman training did you ever think oh man i gotta, I gotta go back to regular weight training because this is too much no because it was such a fresh challenge and my mentality obviously I had a goal in mind that I wanted to lift certain weights and I wanted to do certain events and I wouldn't have been satisfied until I did those things and I'm still not satisfied now because obviously your goals change the more you progress uh, but the, the the sense of accomplishment from the, the training was so much more than regular training beforehand I think all the training was very long term goal orientated so it became you know it became looking at what's going to happen in, in four months time what's going to happen in six months time and that's a long period to go really in the grind four, five, six times a week in the gym without feeling like you take you might only feel like you're taking small steps to that goal whereas in strength training the goals seem to be slightly reduced in time scale because I'd say okay well I'm going to do this for seven weeks and try and hit this number on deadlift or hit this number on uh, on shoulder press on log press and then you reset again and you say right I'm going to do this in six more weeks so your goal time became shorter because you set all these mini targets and the the sense of accomplishment and, and the buzz that you get from hitting a new personal best on something whether it's uh, a squat or whether it's deadlift for reps or something is uh, was so much more satisfying to me than beforehand and that's why 
and I, I felt like I, I, I didn't want to go back. And it's the and the, the uniqueness of some of the some of the events, particularly in strongman. There's nothing, you know. Every everybody who's gone into the gym can appreciate what it's like to put a couple of twenty kilogram plates on the end of a bar and do a bench press or a deadlift. There's a lot of people in in the world who can appreciate that and knows what that feels like but there's not as many people in the world who know what it's like to pick up a concrete stone weighing 150 kilograms and put it on a four and a half feet platform and the the kind of reserve and the kind of mental toughness and grit that that takes it's it's brutal and it's uncompromising and for me that challenge felt so so invigorating as an individual and that's why I had to do it. So you clearly did want to try it yourself, and you competed in a uh, in a local strongman competition. What was like? What was the final decision for you to do that? Well, we, me and my friend, we started training for it, and we decided that we needed a goal, and that goal was going to be a competition to test ourselves. And there was one in the local area, that, and we, I think, we trained for about twelve weeks for it in total. Uh, and while we were doing it, we decided that a, a great way to commit to it would be to do it for a charity. And we, we chose a local children's charity in the Midlands, and where we raised quite a quite a substantial fee of money. We raised two thousand pounds, and and that was a a good way to commit ourselves to making sure that we didn't back out in any way. Because I know uh, there can be times in life where you want to do something but you always stop yourself and uh, that was a way of just committing and making sure that we didn't let anyone down and we were going to compete in that competition tell us about the day itself uh, and the events that unfolded that first competition was actually quite uh, strange because it was a it was a two-day competition with five events on each day um i think the, the morning the first morning there was quite a bit of apprehension we, uh, I think I woke up and I, there was a little bit of nerves, but I forced down a, a, a large breakfast, lots of porridge oats, carbohydrates, things like that. Made sure I had all my water and my aminos, my protein shakes for recovery while we were there for the events uh, itself as well. Um, and it was quite a, quite a strange atmosphere as well because it was part of a big, uh, big festival. So there were people passing by all the time. So it wasn't like people were there specifically for it. So it kind of might have looked strange to people. But we get there, we weigh in for our category. And then we... It tends to be a lot of waiting around, if I'm honest. So you have to keep yourself warm, preparing for that next event. Um, and I don't know, for me, the mindset that time was I'd never competed in a competition before for a strongman so I didn't really know fully what to expect I didn't know what kind of pressure to put on myself and I mean I wanted to win you know we always want to win when we compete but I didn't know how realistic that was because obviously I'd never seen the guys I was competing against never heard of them because it was a local competition and there was a couple of events where they were they got changed on the day compared with what they were written down on the format because of equipment issues or things like that so it is difficult to keep your focus and your concentration when there are distractions, but we'd put 10, 12 weeks of training into it. 
so we were going to go through it and just give it our best shot and if you have a if you have a disappointing event it can really sour your mood for the rest of the day but then you go into the next event and you try and pull it back and that can turn your mood around and that's what what happened i think the first couple of events on the day didn't go particularly well for me i think it was farmer's walk and the uh, arm over arm pull and they're probably my two weeks events in any strongman competition but then shoulder medley which was an axle press a log press and a giant dumbbell that went well for me uh, there was a there was meant to be a tractor pull but the the ground that it was going to be on was actually grass and it became quite sodden so the tractor itself would was sunk into the grass too much and if it would have been on you know concrete then I would have been able to move it and pull it and a couple of the other guys would but nobody could shift it from out of the out of the grass so they changed it to a van and then the van essentially became a sprint to the finish line as opposed to a real heavy pull but that finished the day off and that was quite quite rewarding um, the second day when I woke up was slightly, slightly different in attitude because I didn't perform how I wanted to on the first day being quite sour oh yeah I was I was really I, I could have chose to have been any flavour I wanted on that morning and I chose to be salty um, but I, I did things totally different I didn't I didn't force down a huge breakfast to give me the energy required and stuff like that I had a small breakfast so I was comfortable and and really the, the, the first event of the day was was changed on us again and that really put me in a negative frame of mind so I I did the minimum on that event and then I started focusing my effort on the last couple of events which I thought I could do really well in which was the uh, the yoke walk the atlas stones and the deadlift and that's what I focused my attention on there and I did okay in the yoke I did well in the stones and I, I did really well in the deadlift our joint winner of the deadlift um, and I won a couple of events the day before so it wasn't like I just threw everything away but I, I, I had a mixed bag of results but the one thing I really wanted to do before I set set off doing the competition I wanted to win the deadlift event and I won the deadlift uh, in terms of to get my mindset ready on that second day on the second day I actually brought my headphones with me and I put music on and music is a great motivator for for a lot of people and I know people like to listen to different things to get them in different moods for me uh, normally you go in the gym and you want to put something that gets you pumping a little bit so to speak you know maybe some really heavy hip hop or hard rock music in particular I like myself but on that day I actually listened to a, to a really calming song just not to I felt like I didn't want to waste energy and I just remember having a song on repeat on my iPod every time that I come away from an event I'd stick my earphones back in get a drink and I think it was Enya only time of all the of all the songs but it's really calming and it felt like it just helped me focus my energies didn't get me too it didn't get me too hyped up and wasting energy and you know getting the fist clenched and stuff like that but then when I stepped onto the platform for an event it was I felt like I reserved enough energy and my mental state was so much more positive that it helped me in the long run what other types of music do you listen to to get uh, pumped up for training or even events? Uh, 
works like normally uh, heavy rocks so anything rage against the machine um, ACDC Metallica even bits of hip hop as well I think like Dr. Dre um, stuff like that there's so much, so much stuff out there that I will listen to and it's just uh, that's my preferred taste in music and I find that just because it's so heavy it makes you feel aggressive and when you are trying to use as much of your body's testosterone as possible to lift a weight then that aggression certainly helps when you look back at this competition uh, what positives were you taken out of it and what would you uh, look to change for next time the main positives were that I found out how to focus myself in competition mode so I knew that if I had a bad event I knew how to calm myself and, and reset almost and that that's the, the big positive um, the the negatives I guess it was I guess finding out what your poorer events are can put a damper on your mood and then obviously it's my job then to go and turn them into a positive train them a little bit harder and bring them up so that they're strengths instead of weaknesses and and that's what I did in a couple of ca- with a couple of the events and I'm I'll train for my next competition and uh, my next competition I think it was only a one day event which makes a big difference because it's not as taxing on the body the, the first event I did being over two days ten events over two days I woke up on the it was, a, it was over a bank holiday weekend I woke up on the Tuesday morning and I felt like I'd been hit from behind by a bus it took so much out of me physically uh, I had to go to the chiropractors I was struggling to to walk without soreness for three or four days it was really brutal but then the one event uh, the one day competition where there was just six or seven events was so much more compact and it felt like my body was so much more ready for that and it was and it suited me and I won I think I won something like five out of the seven events on that competition and a lot of the events in that competition as well I won by that that, that was an event I travelled up north to in Manchester and I won those events by quite a considerable margin as well so uh, uh, the squat I ended up out squatting people by 40 kilograms and that was only my second attempt I had another 60 kilos on my squat if I wanted to so I was quite fortunate like there was a lot of events in that competition that suited me and suited my training one thing I do want to ask about the strongman training and even the competitions I guess how would how would your diet change going into these the, the main thing with strongman training strength training is really you want to be in some form of calorie surplus not massive but just a little because you need to you need to feed your muscles obviously you need to make sure you've got sufficient energy for training and for events and for the competitions if you're in a calorie deficit you're essentially trying to lose weight so your body's being slightly starved so so in a perfect world a slight calorie surplus not too much um, making sure you get your plenty of carbohydrates in, you know, pre-training, post-training, and again, some of that is what you're comfortable with. I was never comfortable with eating a huge meal before training, especially because of the the stress it puts on the core of the body with some of the events. Uh, other people might feel differently though, but you have to find that for for yourself. 
Um, I, I'd say that was the main thing. And during the day of the competition, preparation is everything. Because the, these events, I'm thinking about one of the competitions I entered, uh, there was 16 competitors in, in my category. And I finished 6th out of 16. And there was also, I think there was five other categories. And the smallest category had six people in. So there's a lot of categories, a lot of competitors. And you could be up there doing an event that takes 60 seconds, 75 seconds. If you're doing a max event, maybe less. So you've got to be fully prepared. And in terms of your nutrition, you just want to make sure you're hydrated. You want to make sure you've got some simple sugars to keep your energy up. And you don't want to overindulge either because putting the body under that stress, you know, you could, and I've seen people do it at, at events where they've wharfed down a big, huge Tupperware full of pasta and tuna or something like that. And then they're heaving on the platform because they've just taken on too much. So it's, it's about being smart and being prepared. And that's something that you can't really get anyone else to prepare you for. You've got that advice you've got to find out what works best for you and some people they like to take slightly bigger meals in or maybe slightly smaller some people and, and again some people make silly mistakes like not having enough water we're talking about competitions that can last six seven eight hours you know it's a full day full work day almost and then you've got your waiting around in between and then you've got a peak for that 60 seconds, 75 seconds for your event. And then you're gonna be waiting 45 minutes before you go again in your next event. Uh, you recently just, a little bit off, can't speak. You recently just joined a new gym. Uh, tell us about the new gym. Okay, the new gym is uh, pretty much everything I've always wanted in a gym. Uh, previously, with my strength training, I was always training at one gym and it was a, a basic gym where I could squat, deadlift, bench and overhead press, which was all I needed really for, for powerlifting, so to speak. But when it come time to, for a competition, then the, the three, four weeks before a competition, I'd want to train the events as well. And my regular gym didn't have Atlas Stones. It didn't have the Fergal's Fingers. It, you know, it didn't have a log. It didn't have a yoke. It didn't have farmer's handles, all these things. Um, but recently a new gym's opened right down the road from me and they've invested a lot of money in it it's all state of the art and it's purely a strength and conditioning gym whereas previously I've always trained in bodybuilding gyms and things like that but it's uh, equipped it's got eight squat racks which I love it's got uh, it's got a host of power bars whether they're centre knurled bars for squatting or whether they're slightly thinner bars with a bit of uh, flex in them for deadlifting it's got the prowler sled dumbbells up to 70-80k real state of the art equipment in there as well, it's got some tyres for your conditioning, an astro strip and uh, it's it's the first gym really in, in the area I live in that's got that kind of facility available to it it doesn't have atlas stones and a couple of the other things but it's something that I can I can live with, they're a real rarity, Atlas Stones are in, in any gym. So there's a, there's a couple in the area which have got them, which I can go to if I have a competition coming up. But for now, 
the equipment to have available and the resources available in the new gym make it uh, greatly possible to achieve all my strength goals and it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a good atmosphere in there which is one of the most important things in the gym, the atmosphere and it's, a, it's, it's been a good shot in the arm for motivation almost as well to have such a great facility to finally train at. Do you have any advice for anybody that wants to get into strength training? The biggest piece of advice I would give anyone who wants to get into strength training is to just do it. That might sound very vague, but don't overanalyze it too much. You, if you know you want to be stronger, there's, there's a lot of methods out there to get stronger, but the basics will always stay the same. So find a gym that is convenient for you, that has the right atmosphere, and that surrounds you with the right people as well. And if you're totally brand new to it, you can go to a place where, and you can spot the real deal. You can spot the people who are strong, you can spot the people who are knowledgeable. These people have been around for years. They've tried tons of different methods in terms of programming for strength, and they will be able to give you the advice and give you the tips that you need. But starting as a total beginner, you, you're spoiled for choice. So do the basic things. Get to a good gym, good atmosphere. Work on your nutrition. You haven't got to go mad and eat 12 times a day and things like that. You know, Just ease yourself in, enjoy it. Set yourself some short-term goals. Learn from the people around you. And, and go for it. Just do it. There's there's no there's no point hanging around because you'll only wish you did something like that and see where it takes you. If your goal is to go into the gym and you want to I don't know if you if you want to squat two hundred kilograms eventually, then that's great. That's that's your goal. You've got a good long term goal there if you've never lifted before. But go into the gym and then your fir your first target is to master that squatting technique. Then it's to build up 60K, 80K, 100K, and so on. And you know what, in a year's time or a year and a half time, you might look at that goal and say, well, I'm close there. So what's my next goal gonna be? Then you hit that goal and then look onto what you wanna do and you'll be surprised where you take yourself. Hope you enjoyed the conversation with Dave Mastiff. That will do it for this week's SPOX podcast. Make sure you're subscribing to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts at. Also, please rate and review the podcast and please help spread the word. We always appreciate that. And make sure you're following us on social media. It's at Suplex Wrestling on Instagram, Facebook, and on Twitter. Follow all of our social media accounts and you won't miss a beat here when it comes to Suplex Apparel and the SPLX team. Thanks again, everybody. And we appreciate you listening to the SPLX podcast.